evening and welcome to San Antonio FC Fan Chat. It's a new show, which is part of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable Network. Uh, the host for this show, as of the previous show, is uh, me, Harry, Rafa, Royce, and Robert. Uh, we'll start with you, Royce. Uh, this is kind of your baby that you've kind of adopted here. If you want to kind of uh, do your intro and kind of explain the thought behind uh, San Antonio FC Fan Cast. Yeah, so solid start calling it a fan chat when it's a fan cast. So we're oh, off to a hot start here. Oh, all, all good. All good. Uh, <laughs> is it cast or chat? Um, it's cast. It's a fan cast. It is a oh, podcast okay. for the fans. I have it right it's in the title, FC. Not on my so, All good. That's what we're here for. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It, it's a good segue into what is this? This is the podcast for San Antonio FC fans. Um, we're going to discuss all things San Antonio FC on here. Uh, we know the uh, the soccer roundtable show. Uh, we kind of mixed it in. Everything It was an everything podcast. Now we're trying to separate it out for so they're a, a little more easier to listen to. And you can not, you don't have to wait, you know, a while to listen to us cover what you want to hear, whether that's, you know, school, uh, high school soccer, the Athenians or San Antonio FC. So trying to make it a little more convenient for it all for y'all to listen to um, and also try to bring a little bit more organization to the show. And organization is what we need. Uh, Rafa, how are you? Pretty good. Just crazy week, uh, <laughs> weekend of high school soccer. But like I said, ready for the debut of the new show. Robert, uh, you did a thing? Yeah, I did a... Yeah, I got that tattoo. I <laughs> was pretty excited about it, but in general, just been doing well. Um, excited about the season. I mean, a side note too, excited about the, actually the XFL thing is, is actually uh, peaking a lot of my interest right now, but. Is it? Oh yeah, the Brahmas. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. So moving on to uh, the first topic, which is going to be player signings. And, and this is first episode, so it's going to be a little bit rough. We're going to have a little bit more intros. Uh, the next time here. Uh, but player signings here. Uh, the first one that's a new addition to San Antonio FC. Uh, end of December, they add uh, Juan Carlos Ozakar on loan uh, from uh, 2023 or for 2023 season. Uh, last year, he played with, uh, I want to say it was Oakland Roots. Uh, had time with RGV uh, for that here. Rafa, what's your thoughts on uh, Juan Carlos and... and where do you see him fitting with San Antonio? No, he'll fit out right well with us. I mean, he was a he was part of the success for Oakland Roots on their little playoff run, then knocking off Loyal. Um, it's just adding more depth for our team, especially like I know for us on the stretch, we had some little issues on the wings and some and the outside defenders. So this is a great pickup. It's an experienced player. So if we have to plug him in, we won't miss a beat, kind of like what we did last year, and and just keep the level of play high. So I'm excited to have him on board with us, and, and then then him being in Oakland. Robert, your thoughts? My big thing is that he seems to scream like a Marcina guy, like work rate. I mean, every time you watch him, he's all over the place. And you know, for someone that plays a tremendous amount of defense, he actually brings some of the offensive uh, uh, production to the 
to the pitch. I've, I mean, he scored some beautiful goals. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one who scored the bicycle kick against us. If, if uh, memory serves, I could be. I remember his name. As soon as I saw his name, I was like, I know exactly who that guy is. <laughs> no, I, you know, but like I said, he always was, uh, you know, productive. He seemed like he can kind of fit in different positions too, which was really, really useful. Kind of like the lamb or some of those guys that we got in the past. So it screams mercy in all of them. Royce. A few things that this signing does. Number one, uh, it takes off the board one of the biggest, most annoying thorns in San Antonio FC's side yes. for the last couple of seasons when Asokar was with RGV and last year when he was with the Roots. Um, he's he's an out, a very dynamic outside player, uh, a very aggressive presser, which we, you know, that's once again, a very Alan Marcina player. Uh, and what this really does is it's going to allow for Asokar to be outside, Shannon to be outside, and Maloney to be available for the inside. And so one of the things that we've been looking for this offseason is who's going to take over You know, in the midfield. Um, we're not sure how PC's recovery is coming along uh, from his pretty bad uh, rib and spleen injury. Obviously, um, Abu's going to be there. But who else is going to be in that midfield? And that brings a big answer is – Maloney is going to be available to come in in the midfield spot and help out there. And that's huge. Uh, that double pivot midfield is really where everything happens for San Antonio FC. Um, and the one for signing is a perfect signing to show we want Maloney in the middle. We want to have some backup in the midfield. And that was huge last season. And I think that's what we um, To continue this, um, let's go over the players that are returning because it is okay. an impressive list of players. Uh, I'm not going to go in any order. I'm just going to say uh, who's coming back. Actually, I'm going to say number order. Uh, so Jordan Farr is returning. That's huge. Uh, a lot of people thought he was going to retire. Um, and he's actually going to come back. That's very exciting. Uh, Carter Manley's coming back. And if you're on social media, you will see that Carter Manley has been all over town this offseason because he's a real estate agent and he has been selling houses like nobody's business. So if you need to sell your house or you're looking to buy a house, contact Carter Manley. How about that? Um, Mitch Taintor, uh, MVP. Salute. Mitch Tainer's coming back. Uh, only Fabs. Fabian Garcia's coming back. Obviously, PC's coming back. We'll see. Um, We'll see how his injury is. Um, uh, David Loera is coming back, which is pretty exciting. Um, the moments where he was healthy, he was unbelievably good. He just needs to, you know, stay healthy. Um, that goal against Los Dos last season in L.A., mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, JD's coming back. Justin Dillon's coming back. That's huge as well. Um, that's one of our, especially in the beginning of the season, we would not have been anywhere near that final without Justin Dillon being on that team in the beginning of the season. Uh, and his redemption tour last year was awesome to watch. Uh, Moa Boo's coming back. What can you say? Moa Boo, one of the most underappreciated players in, in the entire league. I would venture to say the U.S. Uh, Connor Maloney's coming back. Salute Sarge. Awesome. That, love that he's coming back. Nacho Bailone is coming back. That is a surprising signing, but at the same time, he spent part of two seasons with SAFC under Alan Marcina, and he's obviously an Alan Marcina guy. So awesome signing, and Nacho such a good dude. Uh, and Shannon Gomez is coming back. Outside, and like I said, Shannon and Azokar on the wings, that's going to be incredible. 
back to you, Harry. So just to wrap up on uh, one, uh, one Carlos here. Uh, last year, he played 33 matches, uh, almost 2,800 minutes, 10 goals, and one assist. So, I always uh, had a question about him. If you've seen his uh, his track record, he's his rights are owned by another team. He's been loaned like three, four years in a row. Like, I, it's interesting. Like, at this point, why don't they just cut ties and just keep loaning him? Like every single year, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> it was they're uh, making money. They're yeah, making it, two so. things. Two things. It's a Venezuelan team. Venezuela's currency right now is so it's it's taken an it was low beforehand. It's taken sure. an incredible dip now. Like one million of their currency is worth one dollar, and they're making U.S. dollars off of his loan deal. Yeah, so makes sense. Pretty good deal for them. Sure. The uh, next player uh, announced January 11th, uh, Nico Hansen, uh, former. You're okay. muted, Harry. You there you go. Oh, there he is. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. You're back on. Yep, you're yeah, back on. You're good. You're good. Go, Royce. Oh, um, I guess we're talking about Nico Hansen. Um, so yeah, uh, has a lot of a lot of experience in the MLS. Another very exciting attacker. Um, he's listed as a midfielder. So yeah. we'll see if he's kind of that number 10. He takes that Pirano position uh, and the Loera position from last year. Um, he's 5'10", so he's a bit taller than both of them. So he could be a target if a Sokar and uh, Gomez come up. He could have a late run in the box, a la Weston McKinney. So that's a little exciting. Super athletic. He'll take anybody on with the dribble. A very, a very, very exciting um, prospect for this team for sure. That's what I noticed in some of his highlights, like the athleticism and like his ability to create for others. Like it was pretty impressive considering the size. It just seems like it's a situation where like he would rather maybe get some more minutes than than uh, riding the bench of an MLS team. So it's, it's exciting to see because we need the one thing that and we'll get to later is the, the offense, the production, you know, considering what we lost. That's that's the one thing that makes me the most nervous for the upcoming season. So it's good to see him on. For sure. For sure. And. And that's another thing we need to talk about, obviously. Uh, we'll get to the the last signing. Well, you know what? Let's talk about the last signing, and then we'll talk about the departures, the possible departures, and the departures we have had. Sure. So um, the last signing is going to be uh, Kamarni Smith, who's another um, MLS standout, really. Um, I believe he was with D.C. United last season. He, he played a lot play a lot as a striker and as kind of a, in a striker core, a forward core. Um, another very athletic, another very quick uh, guy. Um, and somebody who's, he's honestly going to fit right in with this team with the um, kind of the forward. He's kind of the prototypical forward in this Alan Marcina uh, system we have. Um, so that's another very exciting signing. Um it might be it might be a level up so which would be insane um and we need to talk about that because obviously the strikers the forwards that we have on our team listed right now are Kamarni Smith, JD, Justin Dillon and um Nacho Nacho, Nacho Bailone. Um the two strikers that um are not going to be in preseason camp 
Um, one of them went back to his parent club on loan. I'm sorry, three. One of them went back to his parent clone, uh, parent club from his loan, and that was Jack Lynn. Uh, he is he has returned to his team. Uh, the other was Sam Adenarin. Sam Adenarin went back to Seattle, and they immediately traded him to St. Louis City FC, who is going to have their first season in the MLS, and he is going to compete for uh, a starting striker job in the MLS. So that's exciting. Yes. That's all we that's all we want to see. We want to see our guys succeed. Even if that means going to the next level, that's even better because we're going to support them from there. And it's exciting to watch. And at the same time, uh, another absent player that's been with us for the last couple of seasons is Santi Patino, Santiago Patino. Um, he spent a week with his dad's club in, uh, in Colombia, mm-hmm. and now he's in the preseason camp for the uh, San Jose Earthquakes, I believe. So I haven't heard anything from his um, – from how it's going out there, um, obviously, I have seen some. Uh, I've seen some film of some other um, preseason camps. I saw uh, Nathan Nathan Fogacha score a bicycle kick in his oh, preseason that was nice. That was nice. Uh, debut. So that's good for him. That's awesome. Hopefully, he maintains that spot with the Portland Timbers. Uh, but I mean, all the best to Santi. Hopefully, he sticks with San Jose and he gets a starting job over there. That'd be great. And what I was seeing online is that the, the decisions are coming soon for San Jose in terms of are they going to keep him or not. And I was trying to follow the feed on Twitter, and I saw a couple of people talking about him, but nothing specific, you know. But uh, to piggyback on the Nathan one, oh, gosh, they the fans are, like, like wanting him to definitely uh, uh, be something to uh, take over some more minutes. They're excited to see him, see what he can do. And, Rafa, do you have any more players that have departed that you can think of? I've I've got the player Collier going to loyal. Uh, Does that hurt us a bit? Uh, I mean, he had a good start of the season, but they I think he just really never recovered back from that injury. I think the one game that he really made a difference was that RGV game down there. Two games, two games. He made a really big difference. RGV game and the Austin FC game. game, uh, the, The open cup match. Um, and he and he and Justin Dillon, they're on the field. Mm-hmm. They had great chemistry together, um, and that, that's going to be missed. That chemistry. Hopefully, JD can continue that with either Nacho or or Kamarni. Um, but I, I think Elliot's going to be a miss. But at the same time, kind of injury derailed him toward the end of the season, so he never really picked that back up. So, you know, hope nothing for the best unless he's playing San Antonio FC, um, but nothing for the best for him out there. And hopefully him signing with San Diego, which, you know, rumor has it, they might be going to MLS in the next couple of seasons. Hopefully that is kind of a tryout for him to get an MLS spot and, and make some good money. So that'd be great to see. So the players that have left, uh, Collier, he went to San Diego December 27th. Uh, Dioff went to Lexington Sporting Group in USL League One on January 10th. So, um, I think he, they're a brand new club in USL League One. So, that's, that's such a good news. signing. That's such a good signing for them. <laughs> good for him. He was such a good player. Uh, Betford signed with the Switchbacks on December 12th, which the Switchbacks are all over the place. Let me tell Dude, you, Coach. what a mess! What a mess. <laughs> Apparently, their club spent you know five million dollars on a roster for Brendan Burke and two weeks before, not even two weeks before the season's uh, preseason camp starts, he's gone. He decides to leave the Houston Dynamo. Well, no, insane. No, no, no. 
Well, what well, was a trade? Was it? Was it a trade? Was a transfer. Colorado well, Springs he, sold him, so he's, he still gets yeah, a say in that. It's not like, no. oh, what? You want me to leave? But the, <laughs> club had the, club, the club signed off on it and got paid. So um, for that, so well, it was probably a hey, either uh, let me do this transfer or I'm leaving. So could have been that speculation. But, what yeah, else are so we for? Nikki Hernandez uh, was on loan from FC Dallas. Still, to my knowledge, hasn't signed with anywhere. Uh, Jordan Ambiella, I don't believe, has signed anywhere. Uh, Jack Lynn was with Orlando City. He, you know, he'll probably stay. Uh, Christian Pirano, uh, there might be some whispers on that uh, coming up in the rumor section. Um, and so those are the, the people that have left. Uh, Jordy Delem, uh, Grant McCalla, Jasser Kamiri, uh, Saeed Abdul Salam, and you know we kind of already discussed Patino, but really there. And then of course uh, I know San Antonio has washed their hands, but Leo Torres technically was loaned out last year. Um, who knows where he's at uh, you know, for this year uh, as well here. Um, so, but uh, typically that's where we're at uh, roster wise for that at thirteen. Royce believes that we'll probably try to be around 20. So with the seven other slots, uh, obviously one's a backup goalkeeper, but uh, we'll start with you, uh, Robert. Uh, how are you filling these other slots? I mean, the biggest things, at least in the back line, is depth. Um, that's the first thing I start with, like, in the center backs. And then, obviously, a backup keeper is essential because you can't go in the season with just one keeper. And then, you know, a couple backup midfielders. I think we're pretty solid as a core. A lot of veteran people that are coming back. There's a lot of leadership in those positions, which is exciting. But it's a long season. It's a grind. I mean, there's injuries. There's stuff that comes up that needs to be addressed in, in terms of the additional depth. My, my big thing is striker like or offensive potential. Like, I want something. I just want to feel more confident. And, you know, I'm real excited to get someone to pair like with, you know, Dylan, maybe possibly like Collier in the, in the onset, you know, just makes me feel a little more comfortable about the offensive potential. That's the big thing that makes me nervous coming into this year. So just to how San Antonio has it, we've got one goalkeeper, which is far six defenders, Garcia, Gomez, Maloney, uh, Manley, Tanner, uh, Juan Carlos, Azucar, uh, four midfielders, Abu, PC, Larrera, uh, Nico. Three forwards, uh, Ignacio, Justin, and uh, Kamarni Smith uh, for that here. So, you know, just to kind of give you an idea for these seven slots. So, obviously, one one backup goalkeeper. How many defenders are you going with there, Robert? You mentioned defenders. I would say at least two more because of, I mean, even last year, you know, there's situations and, and, and that's the benefit of some of these players, similar to like Maloney, who can fill in in the back line as needed. So some of those like Swiss Army Knife type players are the ones that kind of like the lamb is a big one. That's the one I we were initially harsh on him, or at least I was. And then at the end, I mean, he just started filling different roles as needed. And, and that's invaluable. I mean, when it comes to the end of the year or like an injury, stuff like that. So I, I would say at least two more on the back line. Or, and then and then try to get some some midfielders and some more often like forwards. Look for, I mean, but that's every team scrambling for. Well, but so how <laughs> would you fill that? So how would you fill that out? You said two two defenders, probably yeah. one center back, one wing backer. You know the, the thing there. Out of the other, what we said seven out of the other uh, other four slots, how are you splitting it up? I, I would say two two, but like I mean, there's or someone that's like a offense depending on how we're gonna what formations we're intending to run that's that's the big thing but 
there were, I would say at least two mids and then an additional striker or like three strikers and a mid. Those are, that kind of seems to make the most sense, you know, considering the current roster and then what we need. Royce, what are you, what are you feeling? So if we're kind of going by what we saw toward the end of last year, uh, it was always two big body strikers. So like Nacho, JD, Kamarni, one of those, uh, two of those three up front, uh, you'll have, um like a number 10 kind of sitting behind them a little bit to the right maybe uh that christian pirano or david loera role and that'll be taken by david loera and um uh, nico uh, hansen um so i think we're going to have an extra striker so we can have two sets of two kind of like we did last season uh and through injury we had to add a couple others but i think that's what we'll do is we'll add one striker um I think we have enough of the tens. We'll see what happens with a certain other ten that we've mentioned a lot. Um, we'll see what you know. We'll we'll do the rumor mill later. Uh, we'll we'll do that section of the show later. Um, so I think we'll add one striker. I think we have the wings pretty well covered. Um, if we find somebody crazy athletic, maybe add another winger. But I think we're good on wingers, honestly. Um, We'll definitely add another midfielder. Like I said, I know we want two sets of two. Last year, Jordi DeLim was um, worth his weight in gold, honestly, last year for the team. Um, and so I think we need another another strong defensive midfielder kind of to back up mode, back up PC. And Maloney will also be a mi mostly midfielder, I believe, uh, this coming season as well. He'll also be a backup for the wingers. Um, just because Maloney is like that same thing with PC. PC also be a backup winger, well, and they'll switch. They'll switch positions all the time. So Abu, PC, going through and that, Maloney will intermix, right? You'll that's how correct. they're going to do that rotation. Correct. Correct. Things. So you'll have. So I believe we're going to sign one more striker, um, two more midfielders. So that would be three of the seven. So we got four left. We're going to sign one backup goalkeeper. Maybe not two like last season. We'll see. But I think we'll sign one backup goalkeeper. And then we'll sign three center backs because we normally have two sets of three center backs to fill in and to switch around. So I think that's what we're going to look look at. Um, and San Antonio has always been a defense first um, club. Um, and that's kind of where our power is. That's where our power comes from. Defense first, press first. We'll figure everything out later. Rafa, I think we end up. Oh, for sure, we'll get another goalkeeper. That's a given. Oh yeah, everybody's gonna do the backup goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a given. Uh, I think I think we resign Kramiri. I think he's just kind of. <laughs> I think we I think we bring him back as part of that 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 kind of like the four horseman style of a defense that we can rotate around. Um, I think we do need also bring in another player. If we don't bring back Delem, someone similar to him as far as he can play in the outside and ends in the inside as far as the defense and defensive holding mid. Uh, as far as forward, I have a feeling we're going to do, um, you know, maybe wait on to see who's available from MLS. I think kind of the same thing with the Sam and Deuteran. I think what we need is what we don't have right now. We don't have a poacher. Mm -hmm. And and we need someone that's going to be able to poach. Ball. Not saying that Dylan can't do that. I mean, but he he's more of a holding forward. He's not going to be your double digit goal scorer. Um, Nacho could be, 
it's such he's he, I think he's got the capability, but I think we need someone that can complement him. That if we have to do a change of pace, because we're as far as formation, the way I think we're kind of setting up, we're playing a three-five-two. But if we have to go through a three-four-three, that means you got to have another a four that's a good poacher that's gonna you know, you know, be able to put the balls in the net, kind of like what Sam Adderin did, and that's what I think what they're waiting for. Um, maybe a more depth in the in the attacking mid for Lorera. You know, I know we have handsome, but it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to have another one because, or someone that can play both. I mean, that's what you did with Collier. Collier did play back in that little area. So there's a lot of options, but I think with their being patient is, I think they're going to fill those spots with maybe with a loan um, or waiting to see what else, as far as once the MLS season, who's going to be available that they can snatch up and then plug into the system. So how many defenders did you pick out of your seven? I know the backup know. goalkeeper. I think I think we get two, but but about hybrids, the one that can play a holding mid and also either inside or outside. How many uh, midfielders? I, uh, I think an, uh, another two, one one attacking, maybe another holding, or maybe a winger, and then we need we do need about another forward or a hybrid that can play both the midfield, like an basically an attacking mid, or they can play a forward too as well. If we end up playing a three four three as well. See on mine, I went. I went more offensive. So I think we get the backup keeper. I think we bring in one more uh, center back. I, I do think we bring in center back if it's Camary or somebody along those lines. I think we go three midfielders uh, for that here and two strikers up top. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if we went one striker and went four midfielders because that's the, that's the, when, when we talk about substitution patterns and stuff of, of coach Marcina, Outside of injuries, the back line typically stay, stays together, but it's especially with five subs, being able to rotate, you know, the, you know, the, the front two and the wingers and, you know, the attacking mid to be able to have that flexibility to have that. I could see us with the pressing style that we're going to have. I could see us, you know, try to bring in uh, more along those lines uh, for that here. Uh, it'll be kind of interesting, maybe in rumors or at, at some point, I think, Camp opens what a week, ten days, something like that. It's on the twenty eighth. So on Saturday the twenty eighth is when camp officially opens. Yep. So less than a week, we're six days away. And uh, Jose asked, "Does the gato come back?" I didn't know the gato left. And then remember, we're also known for good Sunday transfers. That's true, and, and but I think. We start out with the 20, 20 when camp starts, and then um, you know, you know, kind of build the roster from there. Because Kamiri showed up what after week one or right at week one. That's right after. Supposedly, that's exactly that's, that's pretty <laughs> on on par. Is uh, preseason camp will get underway one or two weeks, and then uh, they they get on the horn like, "Hey, uh, are we doing this again? Yeah, okay, let's do it again." And then we got a dinner so, in what in yeah. June. I believe yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, but and that you know, yeah. The one thing is, I think you got to look at from this year and last year. Remember, we had a lot of injuries last year, so we had to make a lot of these moves. This year, we're kind of like on a clean slate as far as because Mom's been depending, you know, on this preseason. I think that's what it's going to reflect on. If we come out healthy on this preseason, then we'll probably be limited on who, who we bring in. If we have some injuries, then then they're really kind of have to dig deep and find ones that can play at that kind of 
supplement that level of play. You know, so that's, I think that's what's going to come down to, you know, before the season starts. I, I think we'll hopefully, like I say, we come out all right because a team with all the injuries we had, we should have never won it all. But, hey, we found a way to do it. Do it and But it's that it's, depth that paid off. Yeah, the, pay, the depth paid off. It's, it's the depth that paid off. Um, any final thoughts before we move on to the schedule, both preseason and regular season talk? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll let you have the – nobody's got anything. All right, so we'll move on. Um, preseason schedule, uh, you know, three matches, February 18th. Um, these are all closed doors, my understanding. Um, uh, Tulsa on uh, February 18th, the only away match, uh, February 25th against El Paso, which is kind of an interesting one. And then their final match is against Houston Dynamo 2 um, on March 4th at 1 o'clock. All these are closed doors. Um, uh, you know, like I said, SAFC did mention that they will try to bring uh, something out uh, for it to, you know, for the fans. So we'll, we'll have to see what that brings. Um, I'll just say my initial thoughts. I was like, wow, only three matches. But then I realized, hey, we're bringing back the core of the team. So it's not like we need a lot. You know, it's like it's not like El Paso that that's bringing back everybody new. Along those lines, you know, Phoenix, that's turning over basically everybody along those lines here. So three matches, you know, get to it. Um, hopefully avoid injuries, uh, you know, because uh, we saw with what Mane last last year he signed, he got hurt and, and you know, never made it on officially. So your thoughts, uh, Robert? Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off you. That, that was kind of my initial thought is that we're bringing back such a veteran core with a lot of leadership that – there's not as many question marks that in previous years when they're coming into the season. So, I mean, it's not to, you know, make that the preseason seems small, but it just doesn't seem there's many uh, holes at this point that they need to fill. So it seems they pretty, they pretty confident. And, and one thing that, I mean, that just comes to mind is just like a lot of these times with these preseason games, there's like limited attendance to that would kind of prompt them to want to do those closed matches is maybe there's an operational cost because <laughs> to open the stadium for 800 people or what, whoever shows up for those games, it may just be a burden. So they may lean towards those closed uh, door matches for that reason. That's kind of something that came to mind when, when I realized what they were doing there. So. Rafa. Yeah, I think I think from what they learned from last year with the injuries, I think they kind of want to limit it. You know, their play time, you know, three games is enough, especially like I said, you're returning pretty much your core of the team. Um, so, you know, you're really more looking at, you know, how your new signings will do, meshing with the, your core team. Um, and also, like I said, I'm sure we're going to sign academy players. So I'll see how they do, you know, with if they have to get called up. So they may. I think I also have a feeling they may play some like in, in during the week, but they're just not going to advertise it. Maybe like with a college team or something, just to kind of mix in some of the you know those academy players with the new players. But I think it's a good schedule for us. I think other teams I saw they're bulking up on their games, you know. Then that could be they're going to be because they need it because they're all those changes they've made for us. I think we're fine. So it's just fine tuning what we have last year and just. And also introducing the system to the newer players too to get accustomed to. Royce, your thoughts? 
Yeah, uh, I have to agree with Rafa. Uh, we have a lot of returning players that are very familiar with the system. Um, a lot of other teams uh, in our division, in our conference, um, have new coaches who are possibly going to implement new uh, systems. So, I mean, you got El Paso, San Diego's have a new coach, Colorado Springs, a lot well, of the no, top San teams. San Diego's got the uh, same coach. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> By name, they have a different coach. Um, so, yeah, the puppet Need master will be actually coaching, not the marionette. Um, so, but yeah, um, there's going to be a lot a lot of new systems implemented. Uh, those players really need a mesh, a lot of new player signings, new groups getting together. So, yeah, they, they need a big, big run out of a, of a preseason. Uh, Antonio FC, on the other hand, we have a lot of returning players. It's going to be a very familiar system. Obviously, the new players do need to get acclimated, but I think they can do that uh, uh, fairly quickly. I think it's a, uh, I think SAFC is well organized, and I think um, Al Marcin is well organized as well uh, to help implement that. At the same rate, uh, we lost arguably our best signing from last season. Who knows how good we would have been had we had Kukute Mane on the team. Mm -hmm. uh, he was going to be injured for the first three, four months of the season and the contract was terminated instead. So that, I think that was a big miss. We won the, yeah, sure. We won the championship. How much better could the season have been? Who knows if, if it's some butts were candy nuts, be Christmas every day. So you never know, but we had a lot of injuries uh, last preseason. Uh, Patino got hurt again. Maloney got hurt. Um, Collier got hurt, but he came back arguably too soon. He got hurt again. So we had a lot of injuries in preseason, and we had a pretty tough preseason. We had FC Dallas on the list, on the docket. We had um, we had Austin FC on the docket uh, to the point where whenever we played El Paso Locomotive, we literally just ran our academy out there, and they got scored on often and um, in that match, but at the same time, we ran the academy out there because it kind of seemed like we had too many preseason matches. Now mm -hmm. we've co compressed it. I think it's going to be more efficient, and I think that's going to be better for us in the long run down the road. We won't have that many miles on the legs um, come late in the season because it's going to be a lot of games this season for sure. The other thing <clears throat> that, and we all know this, is Marcita practices the boys hard. So practice during the week they from my understanding but you know listening to jonathan you know royce you, you know the feedback you've heard and and other stuff practice for them is almost as tough as game day conditions you know just because of the quality of the team so even right. though they're not having official matches practice you know you know practice practice you know with what coach marcina does they're, they're getting their reps in and, and it's not just Marcina. Yes, Marcina is, uh, you know, he's obviously the manager. He's a he's a plate setter, but that really comes from Maloney. That really comes from PC. That comes that comes from Taintor. That comes from those guys setting the standard and everybody having to follow that standard. So, well, Sean Alters, uh, you know, with the you know when SAFC covered him late in the year, you yeah, thought he was yeah. Marcina yeah. Junior there, just on hey, exactly. this is what I want, and you know, it, it's a whole, it's a whole exactly. Cycle, he but. read. Read the passage from uh, <laughs> from uh, the Art of War. From um, oh my God, I would have. Is it Sue? Is it Sinzu? Sinzu, right? T Z U. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
yeah, um, an incredible staff. So there you go. So moving on to the regular season, just some highlights here. Uh, we'll let Royce kind of you know highlight it here. Uh, opening it up uh, March 11th at home, uh, 7.30 kickoff for that one's already been announced against Oakland Roots. Uh, we don't have Sam, so we'll have to see if somebody else can score uh, on Oakland because Sam scored on him a lot last year. He's a root killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go with me here. Go with me here. <laughs> Opening match. We win one nothing. Goal by one Carlos Azokar. Uh, Write it down. Is. Write it down. For me personally, the big matches at Louisville April 15th, um, at uh, Detroit City uh, May 20th uh, for that here. Uh, you know, in Memphis, I might have to go just because it's AJ's and Anna's birthday, uh, and the day before my birthday in my hometown of Memphis. Um, we get Hartford here, we get Pittsburgh here, uh, we get Indy 11 here, we get Tampa here, as far as here in Miami, as far as the uh, Eastern visits. I'm outside of the North and Birmingham here, uh, as far as the Eastern visits, but uh, I thought it was. Travel-wise for a fan, not maybe the most easiest because there's not a lot of connecting trips. Um, and there are a lot of in-and-out trips as well. So um, oh, at Charleston on May 13th as well, That you know, that's, you know, to go to historical Charleston. But uh, Royce, your thoughts on, on the schedule, and then we'll go after you're done. We'll go uh, Rafa and then Robert. It seriously stinks that all of the away Copa Tejas matches are on weekdays. I think that is a huge miss uh, by the schedulers. And it stinks, and I will honestly. Say it's not just Copa Tejas. It's a lot of around the league, a lot of close rivalry matches like Phoenix, New Mexico is on Wednesdays. I think San Diego, uh, Phoenix is there. Sacramento, Oakland, I think, is also on a weekend. So that is something USL needs to look at better. What I will say. And we'll get into this later. Um, I think that has to do with the new TV deal. I really think this schedule was influenced by whoever the TV deal is going to be through. And whether that's going to be, it, we'll just assume it's going to be a return to ESPN. ESPN lost the rights to MLS. They're not going to have soccer during the summer. The soccer they're going to have during the summer is USL. So maybe they put more production value into those weeknight games than they have USL Wednesday night. Um, and they'll have like a rivalry night. So maybe they'll do a better production value uh, on those matches and they'll really actually try to drum up on support. And a lot of those matches might be on national television. So uh, that's me hoping that's me seeing the, you know, the, with the roast tinted glasses, maybe that's what's going on. And that's what I hope is happening. Uh, Robert, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the schedule as it is? I guess some of the things that stand out is, uh, I think we talked about a little bit is uh, having to play uh, Vegas for the first on the road after Cashman Field's been destroyed. Like after That's the XFL, good, it's good, it yeah. makes me nervous. Like it's like a, it's an ankle breaker. Like some of those, I'm afraid the field's gonna be in the worst. Con I mean, it's already in poor condition typically. Well, what? Yeah. So, um, so a couple things on that. That's a thank you for bringing that up for sure because I yeah we had talked about that. Um, we play Vegas back-to-back -back matches. We play a home and away back-to-back. -back. Yeah, I. Yeah. we talked about it in the text group. Are you kidding me? Anyway, good Lord, Harry, pay attention. We talk about a lot of stuff in the text group. <laughs> there, there, Robert's tattoo, et cetera. Um, 
No, but uh, we played Vegas back-to-back. It's a great point. And also, the XFL team that's going to play at Cashman Field for Vegas this season even said, wow, the turf at Cashman Field needs a, needs to get water. This is in real poor condition. So hopefully they do something about that. Hopefully their team pours some money into that. Yeah. And and the turf is okay for when we play because, oh, buddy, that's – and we'll see what Vegas is like. Apparently, they cut ties with LAFC, so they're no longer in LAFC. Although they have not signed anybody that, That's what I was about to say. They don't even so, have a team. So but also, they, yeah. <laughs> but they're, yeah, they're really going the RGV route, and they just haven't signed anybody. Obviously, Trejo's gone. Their two best players are gone, so – Man, we'll see what happens there. That might be that might be a good academy game. So we'll see. The other things that kind of stand out is some of the Eastern Conference teams that are playing on our our field. I'm excited to see like uh, we've never played Hartford, so now we actually get to see them at home. See Tab Ramos. It's it's gonna and they've revamped their team. They're actually putting in some effort to to enhance their roster. Indy's a good one too because you know we don't have to pay on their 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 turf fields, all the pellets. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. The ball doesn't even yeah. bounce. <laughs> Like, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to watch the 2019 USL All Stars play, aka the 20 2023 Indy 11. So they're signing everybody that was really good five years ago. So we'll see how that works. Well, will out. they be healthy though? That's that's the question. Yeah. The the other one is Tampa. I'm excited to see Tampa at home. I mean, they're once again doing the same thing. They're signing a lot of a lot of names. So it's always exciting to see some of the bigger clubs come to your house. You know. And I guess it's a return serve. We're going to Louisville this year, so you know for the USL Championship. So hopefully, another three-one uh, defeat over there. <laughs> we'll take advantage. <laughs> but those are things that kind of stick out to me. Rafa, did you get to go? Yeah, I just I just think the you know our home in-state rivalry games on Wednesday nights doesn't make any sense. But I, I think it does Royce does make a point about the TV deal. Maybe if that. Maybe that was done purposely because they want to highlight rivalry games midweek to supplement the loss of MLS, which makes sense. You know, so maybe they'll start showing them on, on ESPN 2 and so forth or deport this. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. But it, and it just kind of hurts more of the fan base here, you know, making those travels down there because you won't be able to do it unless, unless it's like in, during the summertime where you can get some time off. But which isn't really not the case on, on some of these games. But and I think also it's not as brutal a schedule like we had last year. I know we had that. I think what made us a championship team is winning that brutal stretch towards the end. It's not like that this year. I think it's everything's kind of spread out. So well, maybe that. Let's see how the schedule shakes out because there's always some hits and some misses. To yeah. See, to see who but as far as are. on paper, yeah. But on paper, it looks like I think. You know, it's going to be helpful for us, you know, to and also, you know, the thing with I don't know, you know, maybe with hopefully not, you know, with the COVID last year, it affected us last year. You know, I know it's kind of been hit and miss now, you know, maybe that's a, that a reason why they move some of these games. So just in case they have to, if something pops up, they have some space to plug in some extra those games. Well, Jose is moving the, the show along. Uh, thoughts on the New Jersey? So uh, that's a hell of a segue. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Jose. It's like you, you, you've been part of the show, uh, you know, in the past year. Uh, Royce, uh, you're kind of the Jersey kit guy. Uh, your thoughts? When have I turned into the Jersey kit guy? That's a new one. Um, <laughs> I like it. Um, getting the stripes back. Um, I do like how they're, 
it's not you know the typical vertical a la vertical stripes a la um like juventus it's a little separated it looks nice um i do like the uh 210 tx on the back that's a really mm-hmm. nice touch um I know the biggest complaint last season was I can't see the name. I can't see the number. Well, guess what, buddy? You can see the name of the number quite clearly on this one. Um, and the uh, best part, the most important part, that little star above the crest. Mwah. 10 out of 10. Would buy. Will buy. Robert, uh, I know you probably already bought 10 of them, but uh, your thoughts? Yeah, it's clean. Like it's uh it's a step up from the initial one last year, like Roy was saying, like when you when you initially saw the black one, like, mm. but this one has a, it grew on me a lot faster than the other one. So yeah, like you said, I did, a, I'd already invested in two of them. So, so uh, no, I'm excited about it. Rafa? It's, it's who meant to ask. That's how I kind of see it. Um or AC yeah, Milan as a 15 point deduction. Yeah. Without the fifth. Yeah. 15, <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, it's different. I mean, I actually uh, went to soccer factory la- last week and, and they actually had a sample of the Jersey there on a mannequin. And it's like I said, you know, it, it looks like it's a nice, I think it'll grow on everyone. Um, like I said, it's, it's like, it has a little, the silver color, implemented the silver color a little bit more, more than the white. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm getting two, so because of the because of the they sent me the the codes late and so far, so I got one with a name and one without the name, so just to have a so, memorialize. Uh, Mr. Mike Check, and thank you for tuning in, uh, uh, Mike. Uh, he said he already ordered his. Uh, he's on the Robert schedule. Uh, he said there's supposed to be a special champion uh, uh, USL champion US patch. Eventually, that's why it wasn't available yet. Um, uh, my, I don't mind it. I think one of the criticisms is the lack of red. I'm wondering if you could like with these, you know, with these lines right here, maybe in, you know, have have a thin line on the red there, yay or nay, or any way you could you you think it's missing the red or not. I, I think the design's fine, and, and to kind of speak to it, uh, Mike was saying is that uh, I heard the same rumor that the uh, they're trying to design that official like patch to go on. that's why it wasn't available no it's a rumor but I, I heard the same thing so speaking of um and this might tie into what you're talking about royce um a, a usl design kit are you thinking the kit or a usl design patch that's a good question i've heard both um honestly um so yeah i guess let's enter in into uh the rumor, the rumor mill, the rumor section. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about these. So, the first one we'll talk about is a supposed uh, USL special patch or a special uh, USL um, uh, jersey that's being designed. Um, it could be, you know, one could have been misconstrued for the other, um, but we'll see. Um, it's interesting. It, it's not too surprising that that might happen um if you remember uh with the finals patch they had a whole bunch left over so they did sell them and they put them on right there in the store so maybe that's what they're gonna do is they'll have them down for sale or if you bought your jersey they'll put them on for free on the sleeve or whatever but we'll see i've also heard that it might be a usl design kit like a special championship kit i don't think they've done that for any other team previous so 
maybe that's more of a uh, a miscommunication. There's that gorgeous patch. Um, maybe that's a miscommunication, and it was a patch instead of a full kit. But but we'll see. I've definitely heard uh, rumblings of um, kind of a mixture of both. So we'll see what what that comes out in the end. So I have a question here for you, Rafa, because you're a Cowboy fan. Cowboys just punted away a little bit over two minutes. I know they're deep and they're in. Would you have gone for it or would you know, would you know for it here? You gotta trust your defense. You do? Defense. You gotta trust your defense. Uh, like one, I said, they have four, one first they down two, and it's over. Well, the two, yeah, that's what you, you trust your defense. You build defense wins championships. They have all uh, three timeouts but, still. So yeah, and the two minute warning. They just got a first down though. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so other rumors, uh, Pirano Camiri, any, any whispers on those? Cause I think those are the two big names that, um, from last year's roster that we're, uh, still hoping can find their way back. Anybody's heard any rumors? No. Um, what I've seen so far is uh, I will say, interestingly enough, um, obviously the, uh, the Portuguese league is coming back um, into their season. Um, Christian Prano's playing for uh, the Paco Zafiera, mm-hmm. who are a, a, a premier league, was it La Liga Portugal team, first um, which is the first division in Portugal. Um, from what I've seen, he's back in Argentina. So we'll see. We'll see if he gets a loan deal somewhere. Maybe he's visiting home before that. Maybe he gets a loan deal here. We'll see. Uh, but, um, that's it. That'll be interesting to follow. Uh, Kamir, Kamir's doing Kamiri things. He's hanging out with friends, hanging out with family. <laughs> Kamir's being Johnny Bravo's being Johnny Bravo, and you're not going to change anything about that. So, so we'll see. It'll be we'll interesting see. when his hair comes back ass. That's 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 what I'm waiting to see. Whether it's yeah. with us or somebody else, right? Is every time when he I comes back, think, it's a different hairstyle. What right. I would think with him is if the, another team wanted him, he would be signed already for MLS, and yeah. I, I think. Yeah, right. and so me, I think it's more like uh, I think he's coming back here because if he was going, so, um, like I said, right, you're gonna go, you're gonna sign somewhere else. You got to be signed already now because you're already gonna be get ready for training cap. So yeah, or, or even even, play, even yeah. overseas, or even overseas, you know, he would have been signed already because the transfer right. run is about to close. Correct. Yes. And I will say, Harry, say what you will about the many hair the hairstyles of Jasper Mary. He rocks the ball, dude. He looks oh, great. I'm not complaining. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. Like he he cut like he was boom Tunisian Terminator. I was like, heck yeah, that works. Cut it all off. What are we doing? Okay, I guess it looks all right. Does the Johnny Bravo thing? Damn, he looks good in that. What the hell's going on, man? Good lord. Um, uh, Rin, La Renenda, Rafa Castillo left back. The legend Columbia. Rafa Castillo left a coach in Colombia. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's no longer with St. Mary's. He he got a position in Colombia and. Yeah, he's That's back with form. his. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's back with his family and and everything in uh in Colombia. So, dude, I, I hope he's happy, man. Uh, and I hope we need to start this train to make a statue for Rafa Castillo. Jesus, I mean, we've got to do it. We've got to figure something out, whether we crowdsource it or something. Um, the last rumor we're going to talk about tonight is the TV deal that we mentioned earlier. Um, there's still no official um word on who it's going to be through so you know what that means 
Speculation time. <laughs> Robert, who would you like to see? What streaming platform, what cable platform, whatever, who would you like to see stream all of the USL matches uh, in 2023 and beyond? The the one that comes to mind that I've been pretty happy with is uh, Peacock. Because of okay. a couple of things. I mean, the quality is good. And then the cost is dramatically less than ESPN, you know. There, there's a lot of like hiccups and errors and stuff, but maybe with smaller clubs or smaller leagues, sometimes that happens. But overall, I mean, Peacock's been the one that has jumped out at me. And who else does Peacock have? Obviously, they have the Premier League, but who? What a, who else do they? And then they had a, they had the Univision. They they oh, yeah. they, uh, they played the when the women were playing on HBO Max. They had the uh, the broadcast. They have the Spanish version. The Spanish version of it. So I got to watch the Mundo. Yeah, one of the one of the two. But there was one where you couldn't find. I couldn't find it on the. the You're thinking of VIX Plus. And I was able to watch the U.S. uh, women's national team, but it's in. uh, It was a Spanish broadcast. That's probably Telemundo. Well, that sounds a lot better than honestly the English broadcast. Um, So my question, with that being. Univision just won the rights for the U.S. men's national team for at, through the next World Cup. So does that mean if I get Peacock, I can watch the U.S. men's national team whenever they play? Yes. Streaming on Peacock? Yeah. But in, in Spanish, which once again yes. is what I prefer over. For sure. Dear God. No offense, it, but. Uh, Fox soccer sucks, dude. John, 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 I hope their bids get. Rob, Rob Stone? Rob Stone, is that his name? The, Buddy. The, the U.S. national team was like. Anytime it was like some obscure team, though, it was always on Paramount. Like it was some, like no, no, no. Conquer random or Concacaf qualifying is on Paramount. So the away fixtures and stuff like that. But the U.S. men's national team rights are sold separately. Um, they were on ESPN Fox. Now they've been moved to um, H- HBO Max. Um, which will soon be Max because uh, uh, HBO and Discovery are merging together. The broadcast wasn't bad. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, the pre and post game show uh, was, you know, the, the feedback on that's been good. But yeah, uh, um, Peacock having the Spanish, whether it's Telemundo or Univision, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't watch Spanish, so I'm not sure which one it was. They have that, so they're also going to have that there. But the CONCACAF rights, I believe, are still on. on, on uh, on Paramount, because Univision usually showed the U.S. national teams, like yeah. her games for qualifying, before like the, like before the Mexico game or vice versa. What I found on the Paramount is, is always like if they played in like away game and like some little place like it was always Honduras or like that's the only way you could find it was on Paramount. But the other ones were on a a larger broadcast, but always the smaller fixtures. So that's why that's why I actually subscribed to Paramount was just to get those those random off games. And it and it is and it Peacock does have Univision, so you can do you know E, Spy Five, Bravo, and Univision among other channels for Spanish programming. So yeah, so it's Univision that, that's through there. Um, I will say i i would I wouldn't mind Fox's broadcast honestly. No, Fox's, no. If they were you no, know, if they were to have um, the Spanish announced team. <laughs> why why did I just blank on her name? Ali is it Ali Wagner. If they had Ali Wagner and Derek Ray be the yes. main broadcasters. That would be incredible. Uh, she brought so much to the color side, and Derek Ray is one of the best play-by-play guys, period, in English. So those two during the World Cup, I would go out of my way to watch whoever was playing that they were broadcasting because it was so much better than any of the other teams, honestly, that they had over there. So 
Um, shout Fox out to those is trash two. though. Fox is trash. Uh, it's I'll I'll I'll, I'll take that there. Uh, to the it's not great. Period. It's not great. Uh, Rafa, who do you hope uh, has the streaming for USL 2023 and beyond? I don't mind ESPN Plus. I mean, well, because they also have their Spanish team too, and they they have their like what they do with La Liga. They do the English and Spanish. The Spanish commentators they're a little bit more vibrant. But I know I think Ray Hudson did sign with ESPN. So I know he's moving over from from BN Sports to ESPN. I think for La Liga, but. It'd be nice to have him, you know, commentate, commentate can, some USO games. Can you imagine Ray Hudson calling that the third goal SAFC scored in the USL championship final where Pirano does the two, uh, the two turns, the two tornadoes and passes to uh, Abu and Abu crosses it over to Patino. That would have been, been, that would been a fun one. There. <laughs> that would have been a fun one. That would have been enjoyable. Um, yeah, because I think I think he's gonna be the one. I think, like I said, it'd be nice to have him on some of, the, for sure. you know, from his perspective as far as some of the lower legal games. Even though he does mainly, he's known more for La Liga, but I think they've had better commentators, you know, for the ESPN Plus. Um, I know like Jaime Moreno has been on a few like from La Liga games, but he does a good right. job. I think I think he could do some of the USL games, especially like our rivalry games. I think he's be more in touch with that. As well, I was gonna say, uh, didn't Ray Hudson also play in uh NASL? I think, so. I mean, I think he, pl- I think he played NASL, so he's yeah. he's uh very aware of the um full soccer, uh, U.S. soccer um um landscape, shall we say? <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, I do agree with you, Rafa. I would love to see ESPN get the rights back as long as they brought some better production value and now that they don't have mls perhaps during the summer they can concentrate more on usl production value is done by vista it's done it's well it's done independently it's it's right that's what i mean it's done independently the clubs get to pick their um, their home broadcast and if the home broadcast doesn't do the actual production then it's done by vista but like i said maybe espn will put a little bit more money they won't go through vista or if they go through vista Maybe they have an upgraded package or something that that would really help that out. Uh, maybe they'll have a post game and pre game show um, for certain games. Uh, wink, wink. The Wednesday, um, you know, proximity rivalry matches that would be really nice. Um, going towards, uh, well, let's finish up. Harry, who do you hope gets oh, the streaming? ESPN. Right? Uh, I like having okay. the multicast. Uh, Peacock yep. at this point doesn't offer that. So where it's still kind of scattered games and games, especially on the weekends, are all there. I love having multicast where I can put one main game on one TV and then, you know, have, uh, you know, have, have the multicast. If you, if you have an Apple, uh, you know, Apple TV thing. And if you're a soccer fan, you need to get the Apple TV because it makes your life a whole lot easier. Do you, th- do you uh, think ESPN, like also like with ESPN FC, you think they'll have more coverage with the USL? No. Maybe they'll cover more games, or you think there'll be a, a show dedicated if they're going to put more into it? Nope. That's what I mean. I think, that, 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 I that's think what you'll I get more Sunday. Um, like a recap? Well, no, no. More games on ESPN, ESPN2, along those lines. I think you're going to see that just because ESPN does need to fill some of those time slots. And, but you know, cornhole or whatever, wiffle ball or you know, you know, Ocho, Ocho. match that, that's, that's the flavor of the month. Yeah. 
does USL outdraw those? That's the question. Like, but yeah, I, I I can see it'll be, more it'll be pickle, matches coming on. It'll be pickleball next. Pickleball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the interesting thing is we've had the two uh, platforms mentioned. We have ESPN and Peacock. Um, there's a couple things we need to take care of before we get out of here. It's interesting that we talk about that. Um, we did see an interview with Rebecca Lowe and mm-hmm. the uh, president of the is it the W Series or the Super League? Super League. Um, for USL, which is going to be the Women's League in the USL. Uh, they did a pretty extended interview on a Premier League. Was it Premier League Morning, I believe, is, is where they did that. So it was interesting that Peacock is kind of reaching out to USL, and they're doing a big interview on USL. So uh, perhaps, you know, looking way too deep into that, perhaps Peacock is interested in any USL streaming deal, and uh, maybe they can um, they can bring something into that. Okay, so let's finish the show up. Um, we're, at, we're at an we hour. Are, Yep, we are right at an hour, so we're going to finish this up. This is something new that we're going to try for everybody still with us, everybody still listening. Hopefully you still are. Uh, We are going to do uh, a little bit of trivia that I'm going to ask, and at the the, uh, preseason match, uh, or the the open practice that we're going to have on on Monday, uh, yeah, it still has the roughneck tag. Um, The open practice we're going to have on Monday the 20th, I'll give this to whoever is, I don't know. I'm going to randomly pick somebody that comes up with the the correct three answers. It's one question with three answers. Um, DM them to DM them to the uh, San Antonio FC FanCast um, Twitter. So that's at SAFC FanCast. Uh, DM it to there. DM the three answers. Um, and you can win this scarf if I choose your name. So the question uh, that I have is who is the first player loaned out by San Antonio FC? How long was that loan, and who and which team was the loan to? Answer that in the DM, and you win the scarf. Once again, first player loaned out by San Antonio FC. How long was that loan for, and who was the loan to? What team went, uh, was that player loaned out to? So uh, hopefully you get plenty of answers on that, and Thank you all for staying with us. Um, yeah, uh, there you go, Jose. Oh, yeah, we need uh, the, the how many Mijo for the championship. Mijo, right? Yeah, we what we need to do is like get a group get together and figure out. Yeah, we're talking about the uh, the championship bracelets by I can't think of the company right now. It's uh, but that's some added time. It, added added time is a company that's some really cool bracelets. They show the times of all the goals scored. Um, and it's a San Antonio FC uh, commemorative um, championship bracelet. So get with uh, Miho or Ralph um, about um, putting another order in. I know they needed a, like a minimum of 50 to do another run on those. So they're looking for um, to fulfill those uh, orders. But um, we are yeah, we need to get together with him on that. Probably, like I said, we probably need to get a group and, and figure out numbers and stuff. But anyway, uh, Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we wanted the show to be a little shorter. It's the first one, so we had to kind of go through everything from the off season going into the new season. So we'll be a little more concise, a little bit more short, a little bit more uh, listener friendly. Uh, get on the trivia, uh, DM us um, at the uh, on the Twitter account. I need to set up a Facebook account, uh, so also kind of be on the lookout for that. Um, but um, thanks for staying tuned. And uh, what's life without goals? And uh, we'll uh, see y'all later. Have a good night, everybody.